last time on Geek Force, the squad went over the 2022 Emmy nominations. A lot of people listed, quite a few not listed, and they examined episode one of Marvel's She-Hulk. See what we're talking about today, now, post-D23 on Geek Force. Welcome to Geek Force, the show where pop culture rules all. I'm your host, Kat. With me today is the lovely G Squad of Ray, Amy, and Marlon. Welcome back, you guys, after a very long post fulfilling hiatus. How's everyone doing? A little rusty, but we're here. It's hot. It is. Oh, yeah. It's it, hot over there for it's y'all. It's humid. Huh? It's humid. You're welcome. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> all right, forget that cat's all the way down in Tejas. It's actually in the 70s, and it's been pretty chilled. So I was like... Oh, well, bless your heart. Welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, we have so much to talk about. A lot of stuff went down since we've been away. Um, I kind of just want to jump right into it, because I feel like we have a lot to share and explain and analyze and talk about. Um, first up... Um, HBO. Mm-hmm. I mean, we. I think the last few episodes we talked about how HBO um, merger with Discovery, Warner Brothers, and all the drama behind that. Besides mm-hmm. all that, let's talk about what's really happening in HBO and when it's actually the number one show on HBO Max right now, which is uh, the prequel Game of Thrones show, The House of Dragons. <laughs> you put those wrong eggs in the wrong space. I did it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling House of Dragons. Um, so House of Dragons, you guys, this is about the story. It's like a, it's a story. It's like a, if you remember in season five, uh, Shirin, which was I think Stannis's daughter that was locked up in that tower, who was trying to read, was actually reading the story of the Targaryen dynasty. This show's covering it. The story is from the book Dance of Dragons. And I think Amy and I actually took a moment to kind of proofread what that book was about because we were curious about the show. Um, there's a lot happening. I don't know if we're, if we're going to have seasons, but let's just get to the first three episodes that's out. So uh, House of Dragons is basically about 200 years before Daenerys. It's about uh, Rhaenyra, who's the daughter of Vices, uh, VCs, Vices, Viserys, Viserys. Vices. Their names are very similar because if I start going down the name, yeah, they uh, he became king after losing or winning over his cousin, who's supposed to be queen, but you know they don't want a woman on the Iron Throne, as you remember from Game of Thrones. So so far in episode three, we're seeing that. Um, as he is keen, he has to have an heir. The heir was supposed to be to his brother, Damon, which is played by Matt Smith, who I knew was going to be the character of the show, and he is, and we'll talk about later why. Um, but because Damon is crazy, as we'll later talk about, it's going to Rhaenyra. Well, that's where all the drama starts, because <laughs> we don't, again, this world does not want women to be heir or queen, and at the same time, there are families that are plotting behind the scenes that are trying to get ahead, a.k.a. getting their daughters to get with the king so that they have control um, from behind the scenes. And so we're seeing already some similarities that Game of Thrones had. Um, as a viewer, though, it's, I felt like it started off pretty slow, pretty dull. Um, I mean, there's a lot of new characters to introduce. 
There was family names thrown out. There were cool dragons, but it wasn't till I will say episode three, in the last what twenty minutes was when I was like, okay, I'm kind of interested now because of um, Damon's soul fight against a whole army that was insane. Um, but everything else, but between just the political drama and stuff, um, it's lukewarm at best. Knowing that if you kind of know the story of this long Targaryen dynasty, it's, it's this is just not even the tip of the iceberg. Like we are just barely, barely getting to like the heat of the matter. There is going to be a time jump. I'm unsure what episode, but they keep showing previous episode five. Think, so I think, either I, I think it's the fifth. Don't quote me, but I think it's the Okay, so that's by next week. By next week, there's going to be a time jump. Don't know how much, but basically all the characters who are basically the young teenagers are going to be adults. And that's where basically all the drama is going to really kick off. So we'll see there. Um, Has anyone taken a chance in watching the show or have thoughts on the show so far? We're getting into some juicy bits. Uh, yeah, I checked it out. I've been watching it a couple times, you know. I'm enjoying the show's, uh, like, dip into Arendelle-esque, uh, popping up of people of color. I'm loving that we're yeah. now, like, everywhere. We're like, yo, we gotta sprinkle some of that season in a little bit more on King's Landing. I mean, we got a homeboy with, like, silver locks. I was like, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> Look, or at least I'm with you, bro. We do what we do it. Um, but, yo, I think the 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 saving grace of this show is that you don't have to wait for the dragons. The dragons are just there from jump. They're heavily involved in all the things, um, which is you know both a blessing and a curse because you have the dragons. Things really shouldn't be that difficult for you, um, but of course the show has to find ways to make things difficult, which you know it makes sense. You got dragons, so you don't want it to be like the full solve problem insert dragon type thing. Uh, I'm having a fun time with the cast. The cast is chewing up every scene. Um, Reese Evans as like Sir Otto Hightower. It's a great casting choice. He's like really sneaky. He Cat plays that role him. very well. <laughs> I hate him. I, he. <laughs> He he, I, I like him because he gives off little finger vibes of like Thank I want to help support you, but only if it aligns to what I want. And it's like, oh, like he's the little finger of this season. And as much as we hated Littlefinger, we were there for the shit he was stirring. So oh, he's in the background stirring that pot of oh, he's he's getting involved in. So I think they know what pieces of the first couple of seasons of Game of Thrones that we like. They're bringing a lot of those pieces together. Um, But I think they're also dealing with the fact that a lot of this story has been told already um, or has kind of been given away. So how to make a new, how to make a fresh. Uh, And with Matt Smith as Damon Targaryen, it definitely adds like a layer of just like, what is he going to do next? What is he going to say next? Like how over the top is he going to play this character? And I think whenever he's on screen, um, he's very unpredictable. And I think that's what's saving the show. Uh, The political drama is fine. It just takes a lot out of you to watch people go to court and talk nice to people, but also be double speaking and talking about like, I, I cannot take another episode of them being like, you gotta marry somebody, but father, you're the heir. Like, but I'm a love. Like, yeah, I, I get it. We keep, we, like, we've, we've, we've done this before. You can't have three back-to-back episodes repeating the exact same lines of dialogue over and over again. And 
pretending they were moving the plot forward. Uh, otherwise, I think it's a fun show to play in the background as you're doing something else. Um, yeah. It's not something I would sit <laughs> and like primarily focus on. I regularly do laundry on Sunday and fold my laundry while watching it, but also I'm just like folding it, looking down, hanging out with my cats. If a dragon's on screen, I'll look up. People. Clothing. You know, like, oh, that's interesting. I have a side convo with Camille about something. I'm like, oh, what happened? Ugh, that doesn't matter. I don't. I don't need to pay attention. Like, it. If it happened for like two seconds, it's not even. You know, I don't care. They'll talk about it another six times about it happening. <laughs> um, it's entertaining. It is fast food. It serves its purpose, which is to like to de- de- deliver you the hit you're looking for. It's not going to be anywhere or ground changing as Game of Thrones was, but it's a fun flavor of the week show that's being produced. And um, we'll see what they do with it. Uh, don't they have like another uh, spinoff they're also planning around this world, too, or, or thinking about with planning? Off. So we got a couple more of these going on. So, yeah, we got Jon Snow one happening. We got stuff coming out of the pipeline. It's not going to be as good as the originals because, again, they were they were coming out the, at the gate branding I mean, and something different. But, you know. <clears throat> We'll do what we do. It's it's entertaining colors on a screen that you'll enjoy watching. So yeah. there you go. Does it meet your trashy meter? It isn't trashy. It's just boring at times. Mm, that's fair. I, I feel I, that. There's, I feel like they spend a lot of time in King's Landing. Uh, and I'm just like, y'all, we got to move this. We got to move this along. Like, I get that the, the political intrigue is a huge part of the show, but like, we got to check out someone else take me to dorn you know take me somewhere where there's action going on you already laid the plot line like you already laid down the foundations of the story of like my brother's a dick he wants to be king i don't want him to be king we don't need to have every episode where you're saying like my brother's causing a headache what shall i do i don't know right i think the only cool people i've been enjoying so far is Lord is the Lord Valerian and his wife and Matt Smith character like whenever they're on screen, the plot is moving. Mm-hmm. Things are happening whenever they're on screen. I feel bad because the other Targaryens are there on screen. It's like they're sitting at the house, they're playing chess, they're talking about how good the food is, they're hunting. Whereas whenever Matt Smith and Steve Tucson are on screen, it's like someone's getting stabbed, someone's getting pushed off a cliff, a dragon, a dragon rider is flying over. It's like yo, like this is what I'm looking for. So again, it's fast food. It'll serve its purpose. It isn't going to be something I'm going to like devote like my waking moments of wanting to like deeper uh like connect with the characters but it's just very interesting to watch it's very cool and um dragons are dope i love the dragons they got a lot of money their vfx work is going well for them so kudos yeah it is interesting though for there are comparisons online and how the sets look as far as king's landing look on this show compared to game of thrones it really did look like Man, they were living very nice back in the day because the the King's Landing Game of Thrones looked very limited and stuff because of their budget, but also because maybe I don't know if it was just an I like a character choice of like oh they would have it like this, but I will say um, the Targaryens back on that show, King's Landing looked really nice as far as like the rooms and stuff and the courtyard. Like we didn't get to see that on Games of Thrones, so. I, that's like one point I will give their way. It's like, oh, that's what it looked 200 years ago? Mm. A lot of shit went down, huh? Um, but yeah, back to Matt Smith being, to me, the best character on the show. Um, 
He's carrying it. He is carrying it. I've seen memes of like Matt Smith is going to the hospital because he's literally carrying the show on his back. And he is. The fact that episode three, he had no speaking parts, but he had the best entire scene of the show. That's just the power of of him, but him in character. Like this Mm -hmm. man took down. It was a whole like battle scene and his and him and Coriolis and his little uh, Arby's were like they want to give up because they're going against like the sea crab crazy dude and his armies crab and they're like stepstones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I call them crab people. Um, they 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 were like we're we're running out because they've been at war for three years. Oh, we're running out of money, resources. How we're going to win? Finally, um, David gets a letter from his brother that says, "Brother, I've decided to help you. I'm going to send troops his way." Y'all, why is this man not only punched and stabbed the messenger, but he was so petty. He was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it myself. And he got off his dragon, rolled across the whole little body of water, faked a whole surrender uh, white flag, and then he just went to work on everybody. Like, he was just... And I was like, why are these archers like stormtroopers? Their their arrows are not connecting. They're not hitting him. He's just he was just running. There's another meme about how he can zigzag because what what is that Stark boy that couldn't zigzag that died? This guy can zigzag in a field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't zigzag when he killed when he died. But he was zigzagging, he was flipping, he was doing all kinds of stuff. And at the end of the day, he ended their three year long battle because the audacity of his older brother trying to help him. He was like, and you, and just even like that last 10 seconds of him staring into um, his, his armies and he's just covered in blood. I was just like, yo, that's a badass dude. He's carrying the show. I need this show just to be about him and his like stuff because in the book or the, the story itself, he does a lot of crazy shit like that the whole time. I think the show was on the wrong person. Like, it's catered to the wrong person. It should just be on him, on his kind of perspective. I think it had been more interesting. Um, I will say when Game of Thrones did come out, that first episode was a very solid episode. It took us to different locations. It introduced a lot of families, crazy characters, so shock value scenes. And the way it ended, it, it hooked you in because it was like, oh, no, they first brought out the tree, like or whatever his name is, out the tree? Like... Is he dead? And the kid, those twins? What? And that's how the first episode started. So, House of Dragons have a lot to uh, catch up on. And the fact that they're, I think, hoping for eight seasons. Eight I don't seasons. think they're going to get that. With a time skip I in the first season? Yikes. Well, yeah. based on what I read that Cat gave me, I can crawl. see that being stretched. And I mean, they have room to play with too. Like they can probably they add room. stuff too. So it's not Let's like they have to stick to that. Season in Dorne, real quick. <laughs> yeah, and 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 the and the thing about the story is, and someone said a really great thing about it is, you know, this the, the story itself in the big story of Game of Thrones. This story is told by the victors of all the wars and stuff. So, you know, basically the people who won. So right. this also gives them the creators liberty to be like, but did that really happen? What really happened? So that's why I feel like with this show, 
um, they're going to probably do some twists and add in and take stuff out to fit their narrative for the TV version. And if they do that, yeah, that's going to be years of the show. But I just, I don't know. It's not as strong as it could be, but there are a lot of characters and a lot of events like far off. I don't know how they're going to get there, but we're in the boring part of the story and I don't know how long they're going to do that. So House and Dragons, everybody HBO max. If you don't have the app, if you have the cable, it's on HBO 9 PM Eastern time. The one, um, the one thing I do like about it that I feel like a lot of times when they have like that, like, oh, we got to have someone have a child so we can we can keep the line going is that the, the king actually is like, can I just fucking mourn? <laughs> just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> and I really like that. Cause I'm like, I feel like that that is never a thing. It's like, it's like oh, let's just push it along. Let's get this guy with this new girl so they can get pregnant. Da, da, da. He's just like, just leave me alone. Just let me figure this out on my own. Like, I'm not ready. Um. So I, really, I, I appreciated yeah. that aspect of like the storytelling a little bit. He kind of, I feel like, I don't know if the writers did it intentionally, but they kind of give a little bit of Ned starkness to him because he really cares about his family. Mm-hmm. He cares about his wife by the stand. He understands the duty and the position in being keen, mm-hmm. which was very much like Ned Stark. And I was like, did they do that on purpose just to have like the one guy who might be oblivious to all the crazy trouble because he chooses to, but he's just trying to do the right thing. And I'm like, we all saw what happened <laughs> in the first season of Game of Thrones. So traumatic ass first season. This guy, we'll see. Um, but to continue down this high fantasy lane of greatness, we're going to actually get to my favorite thing about uh, this year. It's Amazon finally released uh, Tolkien's uh, Rings of Power show. Again, this show is uh, it's like a combination of Lord of the Rings and all the stories that are the apprentices in the back of Lord of the Rings. So if you have a Lord of the Rings book and you don't and you know what I'm talking about, just look in the back of Return of King and you're going to see like a hundred pages of extra material of just the history of Lord of the Rings. The, a lot of people, a lot of writers, there was a lot of writers, there was a lot of Tolkien scholars that have poured their time, energy, and money and blood and sweat and everything into this under the eye of Jeff Bezos because he really wanted the show the for eye. his son. The yeah, eye of like Bezos. He really wanted the show to be made because this uh, child is a big fan of Lord of the Rings and basically he pressured them if they didn't do it right. Like if his kid didn't like it, then basically they were failing. So this is why they put in a billion a dollars into the show. thing to say. Right. A billion and dollars. And it's just, it's just a coincidence that Amazon... What, right? Yeah. That's a lot of money. You said a billion dollars. Oh. Yeah. But I will say, first episode, like, literally the first 30 seconds, you see the billion dollars. The first episode alone was just, like, you didn't even have to turn the sound on, just sit on it. Just, again, I mean, I'm like you, I wish this was, like, released on IMAX because I feel like we would really enjoy every, like, like everything in the in each scene it was just like paintings like the whole show is like a painting it's just everything is just perfectly placed you can see that they really hired a lot of artists and artisans to create like they a lot of cities they hand built those cities like just like with peter jackson and lord of the rings with the shire a lot of the cities um not all of them but most of the cities were 
built for this show and they shot in it like it was a real city. So they had that money, that talent to just throw around. And that's before we even get to like the actors, characters and all of that. Um, again, they did shoot at new, on like on location in New Zealand. So of course they took advantage of the big long shots of the mountains and the trees and the grass. And it made me realize, ah, oh, I still gotta go to New Zealand, you know, like it was nice to see all of that. But as far as the story, um, I know it's it was going to be different because it was, uh, again, it's it's more of like a female point of view with Galadriel's kind of uh, leading off the main story line of this of the show, which is uh, I feel like a lot of people don't understand because Tolkien, even though he created a lot of women characters, that wasn't his thing, and putting his women in a spotlight where they were reliable narrators in the story, they were always just like. Galadriel, who was like the most perfect being, or they were like Arwen, who was just a nice, pretty thing in the corner. Like, he didn't really talk too much about the girls in the story. Um, but <coughs> on top of that, it was just this show has a lot of strong women characters, a lot of diversity is being displaced. Um, and I know that's another conversation about the hate that the show's getting because of that. But besides that, I think even if you never read Lord of the Rings, or even if you never watch the movies, I think you would really enjoy the story. Um, I know there's going to be some things that are really confusing, that are really confusing um, because of certain imagery, like the trees and stuff. Like there's certain trees that are being shown, and people are like, "Why is that tree being shown?" It's like, well, let me tell you in this story. Like it's one of those moments. That's not bad, but as far as just understanding the characters, what their goals are, and what they need to do, I think as a newcomer, you can catch on pretty easily. And everything looks, like, freaking amazing. The costume design. Um, again, some characters from Lord of the Rings, if you've read the books or seen the movies, like, we see Elrond, we see Galadriel, and then we see some new additions. Like, we see the Harfoots, which are, like, they're not hobbits. So these are, like, the hobbit ancestors before they were known as hobbits. Um, so you get to even kind of see them and how they live, too. Um, I do like how they kind of take a, a look into every... I guess, group, like elves, dwarves, men, the Harfoot. So you kind of get to see what everyone was doing at the time. And at the same time, you get to see there was a period of peace. Again, there was peace. And then, uh, this is before Sauron, but it was Morgoth who was doing all the bad shit. Then he disappeared. But he had a, he had a little uh, protege coming up, and that's when Sauron comes up. And this is when Sauron was like at his most powerful like this is when he had legs this is what i'm trying to to make it simple this is when he had legs and he was able to move around and call shit um and so that's the most exciting part because i will say about this show there were things that peter jackson couldn't show because in the movies a lot of that stuff was destroyed like cities destroyed they get to see Sauron like with a body so what this show really does display really well is Seeing cities like Casa Doom and Numenor and stuff. The Casa Doom scene, I had, I almost weeped because I was hella pretty. I was really sad. I'm like, all of that's gone. All of that is gone. So Casa Doom is a big. It's like the big dwarven city. If you remember in Lord of the Rings, um, and I'm talking about the movies, just to make it simpler. When the fellowship had to go into the mines of Moria and Gimli's talking about, oh, my cousin Balin's gonna keep us safe and, you know, he can house us as we're continuing our journey. 
And they're kind of making their way in basically these dwarven cities because they lived in the mountains or underground. And, you know, all this all this stuff was dead. We didn't get to see that. And even um, even in the Hobbit movies, sorry for mentioning that, we didn't even get to see the Hobbits were the main character, or, or the dwarves were the main characters, and we didn't even get to see, like, where they lived to. So this show actually took the chance to actually see how, how beautiful, successful these dwarves were living. And I almost shed a tear because I was like, I've never seen this before in my um, entire life. Like, I, I, the way I imagined it, it was, they did it way better. <laughs> like, the music, the dwarves, and it was just, it was just so cute. And then getting to see um, um, the Durin, and his, he's like the prince and his wife, like, such a cute family. Um, I mean, elves, elves will be elves. They're always going to have pretty stuff, you know. Humans, the men, yeah, they're they're basically living out in shacks and on the prairie or whatever. But the Harfoots are like they're like the hippie vagabonds of the of the of the of the group. They live in the forest and they're so tiny. They're so funny and they do. You can definitely tell they're the ancestors of the main Hobbit characters that we see in Lord of the Rings. Um, especially the main character, Nori, who is like a combination of Frodo and uh, Pippin, I'm going to say. Yeah. She's a combination of that. Yeah. And her best friend is like a combination of Sam and Mary. So I, I, I like seeing that type of, uh, I guess, character type in that role where you're like, oh, yeah, they kind of remind me of that. Um, I believe... This show is showing only six episodes and we're already halfway in the season, which makes me very sad because there's so much story, but at the same time, we're not moving that fast. So well, we're getting a season two though. So I, okay. Well, so I hope well, they, they also can't move that fast. I mean, right. they only have so much that to cover. I mean, the only rights, the only rights the show has is to uh, the Hobbits, the Lord of the Rings, and the appendices that are at the yeah, end of the Return of the King. Yeah. So they can't use the, the Samarillion. That's a good question. The Tolkien they, Estate? They, yeah, they do. The Tolkien Estate owes it. Didn't they just um, sell a bunch some, of rights? They, they, they did some shout outs to it in the show, though, which I really appreciate of uh, telling the story and showing off the tools. I was, just, I was appreciative, but like they can't really talk about it. I don't know, because I hear that... 2040 that Tolkien stories are going to be in the public domain. I don't know if that includes this movie. I don't know. Hmm. I think it's 2040 or 2050. How old, it's will, not, I, I mean, how old will I be We could say that all day long, but <laughs> let's let's remember that Mickey Mouse should have been in the public domain, but uh, it just means that if you have enough money, you can push that back. True. This is true. And the Tolkien estate has... Is behind it. It's not. We'll see. But um, I mean, I don't know if he is, but I do know that they have to go slow to pace themselves because you can pretty much rip through too much of it too fast. You won't have two seasons, so I think they're going to take their time with it. The appendices aren't short, but they're not long enough to do like an eight series, eight seasons of it. But they'll put enough into it and stretch it as much as they can. Which is why a lot of folks are wondering, like, you know, why they aren't talking about certain things or why they aren't mentioning certain things. It's because they can't. You know, we in the first episode when we see what looks to be uh, Gandalf um, from Ashitari coming from the sky, we're not going to go into detail about how there's a celestial being who sends wizards down. Of course, you know it was Gandalf. We can't go into details as to like why this person came from the stars because it goes into the Samarillion of like that whole celestial being sending down the wizards. They're like celestial stars. They come down. There's five of them. Like, 
there's a lot of stuff I just had to have to go with and can't really say anything about because it doesn't, it isn't as touched in detail in the appendices. It's more or less touched way more and a series they don't have the property for. So we're going to see a very slow rings of power as they try to maneuver around the limited text they have the rights to. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I guess the question is like, does that, does the knowledge of knowing that they only have a limited amount of material, does that endanger the show of being only a two season type show? I don't know. I just, when it comes to limited material, I think of Hobbit and I don't want to go down. I hope I, I hope they don't go down that way where it's like, there's this, there's, they have already brought, like, again, they're moving characters sooner than when they're expected. Like the Harfoots actually were not around this. This is the second age in the Lord of the Rings timeline. The Harfoots actually were not in the second age. They just brought them into the story because they needed something to connect the characters with, which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. Same with in episode three, you see Elendil, who is, again, a long ancestor of Aragorn. He's actually not supposed to be around this time either, but they bring him into the fold. So it's like they're, mm-hmm. they're moving characters sooner mm-hmm. into the story than I would have done, but they are moving at a slow pace. So that's why I'm all like, I mean, I don't, I'm just going to trust the process, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Um, I don't want this to be a eight season show, but I do want to have enough seasons where a good story is being told and we get to see a lot of characters do a lot of cool things. And that's, that's my biggest hope, but I don't know. I, I don't know what Amazon has in mind for this. And with the fans, I just I just don't know how this is gonna go. Like I don't know if this is gonna go past three seasons, honestly, because of internet, you know. Similar to how Netflix and their ratings, like I don't know how Amazon determines how to keep a show, but if this was by Netflix uh, standards, I think like that like if this was on Netflix and this was going by Netflix standards, Netflix would have canceled the show after first season because it's not fitting that quota. But I don't know how Amazon is going to go about this, knowing that they put a billion dollars into the show. But because of, you know, the internet, I don't know how that's going to affect long-term decisions. You, and that's my only I, I fear. I doubt that's going to be an issue. You made it sound like the only person whose opinion is going to make this decision is Jeff Bezos' son. If he likes it, it'll get season two. <laughs> true. If he doesn't, it won't. This is true. Well, we'll see who wins, Jeff Be- Bezos or the internet. And I, I'm not on either team. <laughs> That's the crazy thing. I'm not on either team. I just, I just want my show. But if Jeff Bezos have to be the one that be like, I don't care, keep going, then thanks. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. Hmm. Um, but yeah, check it out. Razor Power on Amazon. It comes out on Fridays. Definitely check it out. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to pass it out to y'all because another big, a big thing happened this weekend. Um, the Disney Expo, the D23. And if you remember the previous year before, it's basically Disney's Comic-Con, where we're going to talk about what's coming out on Disney+, Plus, whether that's Marvel stuff, Star Wars stuff, 20th Century Fox stuff, anything that's on Disney+, Plus is going to be on Disney+, Plus or in theaters. Disney's going to show it. So we have a lot to kind of d- dive in. Um, Marlon, are you okay if I give you uh, the mic? 
Yeah, sure. We're going to take a step back into the past here. We're going to take a step away all the way in the past because we're trying to talk about um, just sequels uh, to things that happened a long time ago, as well as maybe a soft reset here or there, but mostly just films uh, that are nostalgic to us that are coming back again. Ah, there we are. When you kidding? Um, so first on that list, um, we got something that uh, did something truly unusual for a truly grumpy old man. We saw a smiling Harrison Ford talk about Indiana Jones Five. Uh, this man doesn't really show a lot of emotions for a lot of his projects. Uh, I'm mostly talking about Star Wars and being like, I don't want to be in this anymore. Please kill me. Um, so it's great to see him be like, I'm excited for this film. I, Harrison Ford, am standing in front of you all today, stating to the world, this film is going to kick ass, and this is also it for me. I'm not doing this ever again. This is, I remember what happened with the Crystal Skull. Um, so they're trying to erase that from our minds with uh, Indiana Jones 5, with Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Hey. You don't know how old Harrison Ford is. Isn't she writing it? Or she wrote it? I think mm-hmm. Harrison Ford is hitting 80. I want to say. He's like Exactly 80. correct. It says his fellow Indiana Jones 5 cast member, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Yeah, I might know, but wasn't she like helping write it too? I remember she was working on something. Maybe. Like, I can't remember what it was. I thought it was Indiana Jones. Or was that um, um, James Bond? One of those. I can't Damn, remember. Girl. I don't know. All I know is that she's going to be in it somehow, and they're going to be doing this film together to end it off right, to... I think this might just be like the the we're gonna hang the hat and the whip up after this. We're just gonna do it one more time with this uh, with this very Let old Indiana Jones character. Let the man rest. because Lord knows this man needs to hang it up here. We need to just be done with it. So he's doing it to at least go out on top. Because he doesn't like anyone else playing him. He's like when I say he this also is the last one, like no more after this. <laughs> True. He, of course, also doesn't want Crystal Skull to be the last one. I think that's that fair. Was a horrible I, mean, I can't let movie. that be it. I can't let that be the end of Again, my thing. So he's on top of it. It wasn't great. So I think he's like, you know what? This I can. This film could at least beat that. So I just want. I want this to be the end of this. I love so that that's the we're expectation. Go is Crystal Skull. Yeah. <laughs> the people that co-wrote this script are Jess Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, and Mangold. Okay. Sorry. Yep. Mangold or Magold. They co-wrote the script. Uh, Kennedy, Steven Spielberg and Frank Marshall and Simone Emanuel, the producers. And of course, our good buddy Williams is back at it again, composing this film as per usual, because you got to have him composing this Indiana Jones film. You got to have it. I love it. It's like, yo, like, Harrison's excited for this. Can you come back? He's like, well, if Harrison's excited about a project, <laughs> then any and he took his earrings out. Yo, I got to ask for this. He's super serious. <laughs> he's like rocking that one 70-year-old man loose earring. Oh, okay. He showed up to work today. Let me get at that. So he's going on that. So you got that happening. Uh, another film that's a throwback. Uh Enchanted was a film that people can remember. They quote it sometimes, especially the, the little chipmunk. You want it? It's good. It's good. I love that scene entirely. <laughs> just the little chipmunk's trying to pantomime. And, and, and Chris Madsen's like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> 
just want a little saucer plate and like everyone's like oh my god he's gonna know what's happening and he's like i don't know what you're doing he's like come on man i gave you the whole plot of the film anyway they're doing a sequel but this time it's being hinted that it looks like homegirl is uh now gonna be the villain giselle seems to be turning herself into the villain or the wicked stepmother uh and this version based on the trailer she's like basically bringing in um the cartoon world into the real world because she wants to like you know find some symbols of home in this new place so she starts bringing in this world and it sounds like maybe the daughter is against it so she at some point begins to turn into the wicked stepmother and it's like locking her in her room and she starts wearing darker clothing and it's the first film was fun it came out in 2007 y'all oh uh exactly <laughs> this film came out in the film 15 years I was in yeah that's so cool. now we get to the, also I love that uh in this one there's a, a, a whole new people coming through. Maya Rudolph is coming uh <gasps> in this uh this sequel That's as Malvina Monroe. Um they're gonna of course bring back the music that we love, Adina Menzel, James Marston are back in here, Yvette Nicole Brown, Jemai Mace. Um, like they're bringing a crew in here. They're Alan Menken is on to like make some more songs. Stephen hey. Swartz, Barry Joseph, uh, Barry Sonfield, and Adams are producers. They're, they're trying to bring back the nostalgia because we remember the song, you know, how does she know that you love her? Eh, 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 eh. So bring back that love of that. And yeah, it looks like Andalasia might be um, doing, we might see some uh, Disney-fied uh, version of the multiverse of madness as she's trying to bring in another multiverse into the regular verse <laughs> and they're overlapping each other. You thought the multiverse is over, folks? It's not. It's That's all going. Disney's doing is multiverses now. Uh, That's their main uh, content is multiverses. <laughs> so Check it out. It comes out uh, on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. Oh, so not theater. theater. Disney Plus exclusively. No, no, no. Huh. This will release exclusively on Disney Plus November 24th. Oh, This dang. is not going to be a movie. This, That's this is not going to be in theater. This is going to be like, we're on not gonna risk Disney it. Plus. We're not going to risk it. <laughs> Just keep I it mean, on Disney Plus. <laughs> let's be real but here. But it's going to be watched like Enchanted a Right. Yeah, like we love Enchanted, but it's also 15 years old. Now, like, right. can we bank on this? Us getting the return on this in theaters, knowing the turnout already is but low some for folks most. Really films. love that movie even now, so oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it, 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 it's, I mean, yeah, still a risk. Yeah, they're not willing to risk it, so it's going to be on a Disney Plus November 24th. We get the chance to check them out once again. <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> And uh, you know what? Thanksgiving is great because Thanksgiving is close to Christmas. And coming out on Christmas, Tim Allen's back, y'all. You couldn't get him as Buzz Lightyear. Sigh in your you voice. You couldn't get him as Buzz Lightyear. You couldn't get him as Buzz Lightyear, but you got him back as Santa Claus. He's back. Yay. <laughs> and he's back again. I'm excited. Because I in, love Santa Claus. In his words, you people made me. Uh, as. <laughs> That's a response to why he decided to to reprise his character. His quote, he's quoted saying, "You people made me." <laughs> and I mean, I the millennials, like, yeah, we line. know. <laughs> but it isn't gonna it isn't gonna be a movie. It's gonna be a Disney Plus series. Oh God. What? Why? And the focal oh, point the of sake. the series is that Tim Allen, his character, is like, oh, S- Scott Callum's like, you know what? Uh, it's my 65th birthday. There needs to be another Santa Claus that isn't picked via murder. 
Um, if you recall the first film, True. Scott Calvin straight up murders Santa Claus in the first 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. like, oh, it's just Santa Claus. And it's like, I am now Santa Claus. And it's like, that's terrifying that this man got snuffed out. We also never answer what happens to Mrs. Claus when he dies. We don't know what happened to it. They did... They, this film does a, a good job of like keeping the nostalgia, but they do a terrible job of explaining what happened to this man's entire like f- familial unit once he died. People were not sad long enough to see Santa Claus is dead. Like, great, you're in charge now. Um, we don't care anymore. Despite us seeing that they develop relationships with Scott Calvin, like, was the previous Santa Claus a dick? Like, no one cared when he died. Like, great, it's this random dude, so we're going to move forward. Well, this yeah. time around... Instead of homicide, uh, it sounds like he's going to just be selecting um, the next uh, Chris Kringle uh, in this series. And they're bringing back Elizabeth Mitchell as Mrs. Claus. They're bringing back Elizabeth Allen Dick as Sandra, Devin Bright as Noelle. Bringing back all the people, including everyone's, oh, including a, 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 everyone's favorite, Bernard has been yes. confirmed to be back in this role because everyone loves Bernard. Everyone had everyone had a crush on this beautiful androgynous elf child. Uh, yep. Sorry, elf man. Yep. Yep. Elf man. That, 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 that was me. Was, this is with his, that's, that's, that's all with I recall uh, was him. I don't remember anything else. I remember him. With his like dreadlock Rasta hat on and his little braids coming down the side. He, he, had a, he, had a, he always he had something smart cute. to say. Yeah. He, yeah, he, was he looked like he was celebrating Kwanzaa every <laughs> single so like, are you no, Kwanzaa and Hanukkah at the same time, though. With Christmas in the You're out here doing the most. (laughs) Out here getting, like, a lox bagel and harambe it up, my man. Do your thing. So it's going to be on TV. Uh, They're going to have two episodes drop uh, on November 16th. I think I'm working up to Christmas. Is that what they're doing? I think that's what they're trying to go for. So they're going to drop two episodes November 16th. very Disney of them. Right. They have a good marketing uh, team. I'm impressed. Some things they're going to answer this time around. They're going to answer why Mrs. Claus doesn't have a first name because she truly doesn't. <laughs> there's Chris Kringle, then there's straight up Mrs. Claus. That's all we get. Uh, they're also going to cover some more history of Santa Claus, and also going to discuss. Also going to talk about if there are any other human kids at the North Pole or just people in general near the North Pole. Um, Tim Allen insist you guys are going to dig it. Um, so you got that coming up. I look forward to well. that episode of Geek Force. Right? I, I will definitely and bring the cookies and milk. <laughs> it's coming just in time for the holidays, y'all. All right. And then to wrap up the nostalgia, um, an exclusive from 1997 <laughs> Disney, a DCOM Halloween film called Under Wraps that quite honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if not a lot of people remember this 97 flick. It's, it's an interesting film. It's not deeply memorable. I can only remember there being a mummy and that he had to go in his coffin right. because his wife was there or something like that. And there's two kids who were really into horror films found him and then made him be in a haunted house because he was really scary. And that's what I remember from this film. Uh, all the like other stuff that was in it. As a child. <laughs> it was an hour, 10 minutes. Um, so uh, they're doing a 2021 remake, but it's also a sequel. Um, so Unwraps 2, uh, I'm reading the deadline thing. It's it's the follow-up, uh, but it's a remake. All right. Uh, so it's about, uh, this time it's switched. This time it's a young lady named Amy who's really into uh, a Halloween thing, except she's into 
I love this. She's into uh, Halloween so much. She's preparing for her father's spooktacular Halloween themed wedding. But it gets even better. It's not just a regular wedding, Raymond. This is a gay wedding. <laughs> I, swear, I swear I thought you were going with that. I was like, there's, there's, only, there's only one right answer here. And the answer is Disney trying to be like, hey, but it's a gay wedding, y'all. We can have two men kissing on the screen, but we can't have two women. It's a spooky gay I wedding. I want... Raymond, it checks the boxes, Raymond. If anything, God. I'm putting money down. It's going to be a black man. It's going to be her white oh, man yeah. and, her black, and her black gay he's husband. Be, They're checking out he's gonna all be, the boxes. He's going to be a dark Latin or uh, or a brown of some color. Uh, yep. Yep. Yep, I agree. Oh, God. But apparently their plans go awry when they discover, uh, oh, my God. So apparently, oh, they're bringing back Harold. Oh, snap. So the the, the mummy's name, they, 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 they named the mummy Harold. So apparently Harold's coming back in this film. Harold apparently mm, comes, comes back. to the party or just they meet him in comes, a museum? I guess he remembers them somehow. He's like, oh, my God. Hey, you two are still here. You're older now. Anyway, there's an evil mummy named Sobek who has a thousand year grudge against me and has taken my wife, Rose. I need you to help me. Let's turn to the mummy lady in two seconds. They do like a Mad Libs version of this plot when they were basically. This feels like a Mad Libs content. Cool. How can we do a reboot? Let's just change a few things. No. (laughs) Let's watch. Must be absolutely absurd. Obviously. (laughs) So there you go. So we got. uh, We got. His female uh, companion mummy is stolen from Sobek, the evil the evil mummy. They're bringing back Amy, uh, Gilbert, Marshall, Buzzy, and Harold. They have to save her, <gasps> but before the wedding, that to me feels like peak Disney Channel. Yes. Like you gotta do this by this arbitrary deadline, or people are gonna For know. Midnight is that what the thing is? I bet it. Literally, that was the first one. Like, this mummy has to return to his coffin by midnight, or he'll be doomed to walk the land of the living and never see his wife ever again. So, there you go. So, we got. Stakes uh, are so high. The stakes are so high, yo. My wife. So my wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> they say the mummy says it in this movie, and I will cry. <laughs> this is ridiculous. So, we got. Um, Malachi Barton, Christian J. Simone, Sophia Hammonds, Phil Wright, Melanie Brooke, TJ Storm, uh, Ryla McIntosh, Jordan Connolly, and Adam Wiley, uh, executive producers. Uh, basically, this is a Disney Channel original movie. Again, they're bringing it back. I am already calling. If they don't do this for this film, it's a, it's a missed opportunity. They need to start this film off with the Let's Start a DC Channel movie, either it's a remake they did or it's a throwback of the original one because this is literally one of the original DC Channel like DCOM. So we'll see what they do with it. But apparently they're banking on uh, nostalgia. I'm really surprised it's this film. It's really... Right. It's a bad bit. Like, there are so many other DCOMs it could have done, but to pull this one out is like, no one's going to remember Under Wraps. And it's so old, they wouldn't want to watch the first one. So, 
they're doing it. They're they're, they're going to go for it. They got a whole crew. They're going to probably check off as many boxes as possible. It's going to be a queer character in there. Uh, there's going to be uh, honestly, Ribbon. I feel like if they want to check off more boxes, uh, the fiance Carl could also be in a wheelchair. So it's like you're getting every single box. This film is getting nominated for a Glad Award. We're getting everything. <laughs> <laughs> We're super allies. Disney is super allies in these streets. Okay. That is with y'all. Not correct. It's dark, okay. but you can see that that's what we're going for. This film, this film feels like okay. It's about to be 2023. We need to get all of our uh, all of our social emotional training and sensitivity stuff in one movie, so we can say, look, we did a, we we did a thing. We didn't say anything in Florida, but we did a thing in uh, Under Wraps. Part I know two. what to do. I'll make a movie, and I'm going to bring back a 1997 Disney movie original, and we're going to put all our thoughts and feelings in that one. Yeah, and that's why it was. Yeah. That's why it was made. Out of all the- that's why it was made, y'all. So look forward to that uh, <laughs> hitting the wave soon. These uh, original throwbacks that are now going to be a part of uh, Disney Plus. And that's coming out. I'm assuming hot like October, like home. I believe so. They're, they're they're trying to bank for. Oh no, I'm sorry, I lied. This actually is. Um, oh wait, no, did I is that the right one? Oh my goodness, I clicked on the wrong thing. Under wraps two is gonna be oh. coming out during March seventeenth, uh, September twenty fifth. No, in like two weeks. September twenty fifth <laughs> streams on Disney Plus. Ribbon shot out a month and a day, and I love it. Just, just buy time. Just fill it. I'm tired of waiting for you. He's like, I'm gonna fill a date. Dead not air, this, dead air. This, Merlin lost the window. We gotta say some things. We gotta put it. We gotta, we gotta drop it. We gotta drop it in there. Uh, but yeah, no. It looks like it's saying it's gonna drop. Uh, it says it premieres September 25th and it streams on Disney Plus. It sounds like they're gonna have this go to theaters, but not Disenchanted, what? which is a Wait, interesting I'm decision. Sorry. I, don't what? <laughs> I don't think that's going to theaters. Disenchanted's not getting a Maybe theater's release, but this is? I don't think that's that's says, that wrong. Uh, no. <laughs> sequel for Disney premieres on September 5th and then in quotations, streams on Disney Plus five days later, September 30th. I guess we'll wait Unless they decide to pull it out, <laughs> I don't know. But I'm literally reading on Deadline. It says premieres the 25th of September, and on Disney Plus it streams on the 30th. I have a question. Cool. Um, Hit me with it. It's Hocus Pocus. <laughs> that's also coming out too. That's a movie, mm-hmm. right? Why is that yeah, not being released in theaters as Hocus well? Hocus Pocus also is exclusively on Disney Plus, which begs the question, why is Under Wraps 2 No, <laughs> I don't really think, no. I, here's here's what I actually think you're, this is what it's saying. It premieres on Disney Channel, what, September 25th. What day is that? So, it's a sa- Sunday night Disney Channel premiere. It's on television. Oh, I forgot If TV you want to watch this, turn on, <laughs> turn on the Disney Channel. You can see Under Wraps. We'll probably play it again one, one or two other times uh, during the week on yeah. Disney Channel. That's what and then says. it comes out on okay, Disney Plus on the 30th. Yeah. I feel like we recently I'm like, cool, it's it's <laughs> movies or it's streaming. There's no TV, right? And I'm like, no, there's no middle ground. None of that makes sense. Movie theater or computer. But all Wait. right, there's a TV. <laughs> the TV still Giselle. exists. So, and right. things premiere on TV still. 
That's wild. Yo, this is premiering on TV. Okay. Uh, that's, okay TV's cool, cool, cool. still a thing. The chance to live I, exists. So even Great. more credence to your Disney Channel movie intro. Anyway, keep going, Kat. Well, they might do it, yeah. I, I was just hoping that – I'm kind of hoping that Disney Plus brings back the original. I mean, they still own the rights. The original uh, under wraps is it not onto the probably. platform before then, so that it probably, you have a chance be. to watch if you're is interested. Just yeah. saying that because I know there's probably kids that. Yeah, were I think like, it's on there. Let's see, under wraps. And for it's, my sake, it's on there. It's on there. Cool. Yep. First I'm gonna thing. add it to mm-hmm. my watch list. First like thing. before I get to enjoy the uh, Halloween game. You don't wedding need to watch it. <laughs> oh wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That is not right. I was looking at the wrong thing. No, uh, it is not on there. It oh, will darn. be by the time this all happens. Yeah, probably. It will oh, be by the time this all happens. They have to. There's no reason it why Disney's putting all this money into this and then they can't even show the original one on Disney Plus. I mean, it, it it doesn't even say two. It just it just it just is under wraps. There's no two on this one though. Oh, maybe it's like it's like, a remake. Marlon, you lied like to us. Brushing it off. It the first like bye bye ninety oh nine whatever. Do, do, do. They deleted. It the looks like you lied to us. Marlon. Oh my goodness! No, no. It looks like they did a double reboot. What does that what mean? Does oh that my goodness! Mean? It's a so. Under Wraps was a 97 film. It uh-huh. looks like they did a reboot in 2021. So this oh, is a sequel oh. to that yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. Wait, there's okay. another I one? I don't know. There's, an- yeah. there's another one. I thought- <laughs> okay, my bad. I'm sorry. That's what I was looking at. <laughs> Disney likes I'm mummies. like, wow, that's a huge... Disney really likes mummies. Was it that popular <laughs> in twenty twenty one? I never even heard about it. Did you? I never even heard about it. Say enough where it got a sequel. But then again, y'all, y'all. But <laughs> I know, right? Let's also let's also remember that there also are other films on here that we haven't seen. Like there's a film called Zombies, but there's three of these zombie films, and they're all oh my God, like you're Camp right. Rock or what is this? Yeah. Zombies? There's one at 97, which is titled the exact same thing, Under Wraps. And this one is the reboot of it. It's the exact same name, though. It's like Harold and Harold. And it's like, y'all <laughs> just changed pieces of this. What is okay. Yeah, um, again, if you, again, like, I feel like this is wild. All this is wild. But hey, let's move on from Under Wraps because we can throw it all day and get further Under Wraps. Uh, um, there Ray, was. Did you have anything to add? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely uh, no part of me that's really excited about any of the Marvel stuff that they announced. Uh, I don't mm. like it. Was it wasn't very interesting. I do want to see what they're going to do with Secret Invasion, but um, I'm not watching that trailer because, like I said in chat, it's just going to be a bunch of baits because they're trying to keep it. that. They're trying to keep that show as secretive mm-hmm. and surprising as possible. I think. Um, I saw a picture of a. Uh, <clears throat> Miss Marvel actress, I can't think of her name right now. Um, Brie Larson, Tiana Paris, Brie Nia Larson, Nia DaCosta. No, Miss Marvel. The 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 now oh, she has oh, energy Iman. powers. Oh. Iman, there you. Thank you. Um, there's mm-hmm. a picture of the four of them looking all glamorous uh, for the Marvels. Uh, they did a little spread. Um, oh. I was like, oh yes, this right. is going to be a great movie. Um, and then. What I actually got excited for was Star Wars related, of course, and that is the animated Adventure. thing, Tales of the Jedi. Um, 
I don't know if y'all saw that trailer too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Y'all posted it in there, but Mm -hmm. it's going to be a six original shorts. Um, It looks like three of, it looks like a bunch of them are going to be about Ahsoka and some of her backstory. Um, Like she's a little baby in one of the little shorts. Um, So maybe like the, you know, what was her family? We've never seen that before. Uh, It looks like one of them might be an adaptation Mm. of the novel about her. Um, Cause uh, I saw, I saw a character from that. I got the vibe. We got the vibe that it was uh, this, the story of how she got the white blades. Um, And that's basically what, what the novel comes out to being about. And so it looks like, oh, they're going to do that novel. They're going to do that adaptation. looks like just one where we get to see Anakin being like not the best uh, Jedi trainer um, and like how hard he pushed her to get really strong. That'll be interesting. Um, <clears throat> and then it looks like there's going to be some about the fall of Count Dooku, which that's going to be actually really exciting. Because um, yeah, he was yeah, Yoda's yeah, Padawan. Yeah. He trained Qui-Gon. He used to be a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then he failed to become a Sith. And that looks like that's going to be one of the stories also. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about that. Um, so that's going to be real cool. Um, I just love more more lore stuff like that. Like it's still, yeah, it's still in the Skywalker world, but like, at least these characters that we actually like a lot getting some extra backstory. I, I actually, I'm not the mm-hmm. adding to the appendixes at the end of the Lord of the Rings book. Like, just like this is how <laughs> Count Dooku fell. Um, I'm okay with this it. Is how they do being, it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with it mostly in animation form because they keep failing with these live action versions mm-hmm. of it, like Kenobi and Solo. Um, and like some of these other things are just like, y'all aren't doing a good job here, but I bet these, I bet the animation version of these are just going to have more room to do it right. And it's going to be real nice mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. <coughs> are you excited about the other one too, Ray? The other what live other action one? one that you didn't mention, but it's really good. No, 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 no. Not the live action, the other animated one. Oh. The Bad Batch yeah. season? Uh, no, no, the other one. The other one? What other one? Oh. Okay. Just explain what you Disney you're Junior's Young Jedi Adventures. Wait, what? I didn't see that one. There's a, Disney Junior is doing their own Star Wars for preschool kids. Oh and it's God. like, Young Jedi. Star Trek did one? <laughs> Star Trek has Star Trek like, Juniors? The Prodigy one? I finally watched the first episode of Star Trek Prodigy, by the way. We're off topic, but uh-huh. I watched the first episode of Star Trek Prodigy yeah. finally. We actually should probably watch that show and discuss it. It actually looks like it's pretty really? good. Really? So I like the first episode a lot. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, mm. So uh, okay. maybe small challenge for another week coming up is we should all check out Star Trek Prodigy and see what see how it because I actually it didn't work for the first Ray. the first <laughs> Star Trek Prodigy the first episode is a two parter and I was like oh I I want to see what they do with this this kind of I like what they did here so we'll mm. we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and now we got a young Jedi Adventures. It's yeah, probably going to be great. Abbott Elementary, that boy from Abbott Elementary, Jamal Avery Jr., and homegirl from Luca, uh, who played like the, the girl. She's playing a character. It's also set during the High Republic era. And the <laughs> ultimate lesson is to learn compassion, self discipline, teamwork, this patience, and friendship. Because you already know it's going to happen. <laughs> But they, but Master Yoda gives them missions to go. I'm 
can't yeah. cry. I don't think not gonna be idea. not gonna be for me. Uh, but uh, you know what? If there's a generation of kids that grow up, this was their preschool show. This was their Blues Clues, and they this is their this is their lifeblood. You know what? I'm gonna let it be. I'm down with this if that's what it's gonna. If this is their Blues Clues. Do you feel disturbance in the force? Do you feel a disturbance in the force? Yep. Hmm. I is think it the I sounds do. of a thigh? Is it, is it the sound of, of a thousand dying breaths all gasping at once? It's the map. Oh. It's the map. It's the map. Like I'm down. I'm down. I'm not gonna watch it. No stabbing. Darth Maul. No stabbing. No stabbing. Darth Maul. Yeah. See, I'm down. But Darth, oh as Darth Maul, as Darth Maul says, but he stabbed me. Oh, and he just walks off. The <laughs> but he stabbed his little, little like claws walk away. Yeah, but his robot claws. Shows like that. Yeah. Oh, watch it. Shows like that. This could be like our. This could be their bluey. Is it could be great. <laughs> I'm not going to judge it. But. Uh, Yes, you said Mandalorian no, is they they drop. I actually didn't watch that mm-hmm. teaser trailer for Mandalorian. Um, I I still really hoping that they go to Mandalore in this season. So we'll see if that. Mm. I'll see when I see the trailer if that's what's in there. I hope so. Um, it's the, it's the uh, most logical thing to happen next. Out. All I'm gonna say mm-hmm. is the choices that Mando has made since. I like to call Boba Fett 2.5 from Mandalorian. So since season two and 2.5, yeah. um, how he's going to see the consequences and repercussions of that and how that's going to kind of lead them to, like you said, Mandalore, and we get to see see things. And that's all I'm going to say so that you can actually watch and probably already I, figure I out. I want more Katie Sackhoff. I want whoever this... Uh, Whoever this character from Ahsoka is, uh, I hope they I get think their start. You might mm. be upset that they, sh- they they show a character hey, that I, is. Well, I need to watch this trailer. We'll see. Just check it out. I will. Just check uh, it out. Apparently, this season's also is going to have Christopher Lloyd in it. So there you go. Yeah, and Mandalorian. Doc Brown himself is going to be in the in the new season. The yeah, season. Doc oh, wait, Brown. No, I, I start, the, the actor Christopher Lloyd's going to be in a guest starring role. Uh, That's cool. As what? Um, as what as character? Alien? You yeah. can say it to me. You it's in the alien. trailer. You what character are you talking about, Cat? Uh oh, the Cat. I actually can't remember. Oh no, never mind. Oh, you can't remember? Sorry. That's okay. Um, looking up. I was looking up. Um. Other stuff because I know like all the stuff that's happening, especially especially in season three, was a lot of stuff. Um, I'm just like watching the little trailer right now. Like I really don't it's know. I, I, first of all, I don't know if this is the last season, but I want like, it to be. But is, it probably won't be. This is going to be. I, I feel like this is going to be a really heavy season. And there's on a lot, top, there's a lot yeah. of big things happening. Knowing that he has that sword, he has Grover back. Yeah. yeah, he's 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 going back to Mandalore. So there's already that's like just three big things for himself. Now dealing with other people that you see, like I don't know how this is gonna go down. And I just 
I'm going to be affected some way because Grogu and <laughs> I don't know how this, I don't know how this is going to go down. And that actually makes me excited because um, it's, I feel like it's been like a long, not a long time, but it just feels like, I will say this show does a good job of carrying like the main story in such a nice pace mm. to now that we're season three and it's like, we're excited, but then it's like, wait, what's, what does this all mean? Like, what's going to really happen? Because this is a big top What plot does point. it mean? I, yeah. I'm a little surprised so, we got, like, season 2.1 in Boba Fett, where, like, we did, it's, we, we're right. not just coming into season three. <laughs> and it's interesting that they did it that way, because I'm sure consequences from that is what's going to kick yeah. off season three. And they're going to have to put it in a recap at the beginning or something, because what if you didn't watch Book of Boba yeah. Fett? You didn't. Because people didn't watch didn't Boba Fett. It. Right. So, um, so they have to figure They have I'm to navigate like, that one. That and that's always weird when they make the choice to do mm-hmm. something like that. It doesn't happen very often. But. Right. Right. We'll see. They're trying to get views for that show. <laughs> yeah. It worked, I'm sure. I mean, Ray, is there anything that you would be expecting or hoping besides them going to Mandalore on this new season? I don't know. Other than that, they should just have fun in the sandbox they've created. Right? I mean, they've built up this little mm-hmm. world of uh, MB several years before the first order and stuff so if they ended up going down the rabbit hole of seeing the early first order and have him interact with that or something that could be fine also like there's there's i don't know what you do in this world you've created mm-hmm. here there's a lot of space had have, have him actually help the new republic son that would be kind of cool to see them mm-hmm. true true so there's yeah. there's is there anything you're also hoping and or expecting from this new season for for which one mando mandalorian um, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I just, I just want Grogu to be happy. <laughs> Personally. <laughs> I just, I just want him to live his best little life. I, I mean, I, that's, I do want to see more of the lore from Star Wars because I feel like I haven't mm-hmm. really, uh, I'm still, I'm still making my way through, uh, Clone Wars because it's, it's a chunk. <laughs> that's um, where all the lore is. That's why that show is so good. Yeah, I know. It's, yeah, I know. It's, I know. Um, but thick, like yeah, a bisque. But like you said, there are things that you haven't seen yet, and maybe they'll explore that in there. So that's I'm hoping yeah. to. Mm-hmm. We'll just we'll just see a whole new world. Well, not new, but you know, new ish. Yeah. Yeah. Cat, are you in the same boat? You want some happiness for Grogu? Same. That's my main concern. <laughs> <laughs> Grogu being happy because he's happy and he's either growing to his potential because he chose the way he chose then that's all I care about because if he's happy, that means um, Mando is doing what he's supposed to be doing. True, true. Yeah. And then, right, did you want to add anything uh, before we pivot to no, I, an Fantastic. Toss it back to camp. Well, there, that was a lot. I and mean, I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about in the next upcoming weeks. I understand at the expo, they showed some trailers that we didn't get to see yet. So I'm sure they're going to mm-hmm. release um, them onto YouTube and the, the web in the next few days or weeks. And they'll give us some more fun things to talk about. But thank you all for coming all together to talk about all the wonderful things we talked about today. Listeners, thank you for choosing our show for being the show of the day. Don't forget to hit up our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, 
and keyforcepodcast.com. Po- Key and don't That's forget it. Marlon's Corners podcast, too. True. Marlon, do you want to um, plug in what is happening in your corner? On Marlon's Corner, we're going to be talking about Peacock because we got Peacock over here. Hey. So we're talking about The Last Resort, which has been amazing. The Last Resort is dope as hell. Uh, it's it's really fun to watch, and we'll also probably talk about some trailers. Um, also, the main question is: the Little Mermaid album gonna be even doper now that we got uh, an actual vocalist on there who's gonna be bringing the heat. True. But other than that, we good, we good, we good. Over here, Mom's Corner. Appreciate there's you. Like love. three new songs. Or yeah, I don't know if that, that was real, I but I saw things three, three, three or three or four new songs. Yeah, there is. They got a whole like recording artist who, I mean, honestly, let's be real. When we heard her version of that, I was like, "Oh, baby girl, bring it home." She already bring looks like a home. Disney princess too, so she just the she underwater just checked locks. all the checkboxes. But we'll talk about that. Just don't read the comments. Point. Just stick to the <laughs> don't comments. go on the internet. <laughs> don't don't yeah don't be don't a troll. Just read the newspaper. Yeah, yep. Leave that care to the dwarfs in Middle Earth. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Other with that said. Mm-hmm. Everyone be safe. Wash your hands. Don't forget to check out the Emmys this week to see who won, and we'll probably cover that next week. Have a good night, everybody, and keep going. This episode of Quest On Media's Geek Force was produced in Richmond, California.